After years of talking about it and not seeing eye to eye, we've begun a new adventure. We adopted a dog. This is a classic example of two people being at opposite ends of an idea, so if you want to find out how we navigated this conflict without drama or ugly fights, then sit back, relax, and listen in, because the Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Every couple wants to have a great marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions. But you can have a legendary marriage filled with passion, fun, and adventure together. That's why each week we share stories and ideas about building a life, a love, and a legacy together. And at the end of every episode, we challenge you to find a time with your spouse to build more intimacy and connection by having conversations that matter. Welcome to the show. This is episode 168. We are your hosts, Danielle and Justin Williams. Okay, you caught me mid-smoothie sip. Well, we are on our clean eating challenge. That's right. Last what's, your, what's your smoothie this morning? It is vanilla blueberry. Vanilla blueberry. Ooh, that sounds yeah. good. I'm doing chocolate mint. Oh, that's a good one, too. The mint gives me a little pep. It does give you maybe a little too much pep. No. All right. So no such thing as too much pep. Ta- we, we are in full, awesome, good health as we now go into the third week of a pet in our home. A what? That's we got right. We a dog. We adopted a dog. Um, so a lot of people say like, I'm crazy. I'm a monster or something. Cause I never had a pet as a kid. I've never said that. Well, I've never said it out loud. I was about to say, you've never actually uttered those words, but you've had the <laughs> thoughts. What do you think about people that don't have pets, honey? I, I you think, have a judgment. I think Let's you be missed honest. Out. No, I mean, really the judgment is, I think you missed out. Mm. I think you missed out. Like I grew up with with cats and dogs and fish and you know playing in the in the my house backed up to the uh, the woods and there was a right. creek and you know we would go down there catching frogs and you know I, there's just there's something there's a whole lot of good things about having pets in the home yeah i think i'm starting to come around to it Mm-hmm. I think I am starting to come around to it, but it is a very drastic departure for somebody who's in their mid forties, who has never had a pet to all of a sudden be responsible for a, another being. Yeah. All right. So we are going to dive into I that mean, today. I mean, to be clear, if you can handle two kids, you should probably be able to handle a dog. Right. And you're a pretty darn good mom. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'll be a good dog mom too. All right, so here's the deal. This has been an ongoing conversation for us for eight, nine years. I mean, since we got, since even before we got married, I've always been a dog person. Danielle has not been. It's been a point of contention in different seasons of life. I've wanted to have a dog. She hasn't. So how do we navigate a conversation like this where um, two people are diametrically opposed at complete opposite ends of the spectrum on an idea or an issue like this. Well, I know what um, a lot of people would say. A lot of people would say, 
Um, one person just needs to give in and let the other person have their way. Yeah. <laughs> Scream and fight about it until somebody gives up and, or gives in. Or just ignore it and just say, okay, mm-hmm. so the one person doesn't want a dog. We'll just never get a dog. Yep. So why didn't we go that route? I don't know. Why didn't we? <laughs> because well, we chose to have a healthy conflict conversation instead of treating it as a confrontation. And here's the big difference, y'all. Conflict is about two people on the same team or more, two or more people on the same team looking at an issue together and trying to find a way to be in alignment about it to get on the same page, to be on the same team, and to make a choice, the best possible choice, moving forward. I know you guys are going to think that this sounds really weird, but we actually scheduled this conflict conversation. Yeah. Okay, wait. I want to be clear. So episode 152 with Jen Burns, mm. she had started talking about having a dog and integrating it into your family. Yeah. This is when the conversation really started to fire up between the two of us. This was about, oh, what do you think, about six to nine months ago, we had Jen on the show. So we yeah, were probably thinking, six months ago. Um, well, I mean, maybe even before that, I know you had even, you had always brought up the fact that you would like to have a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just kind of like, I, would ho- I was just hoping you'd forget about it. <laughs> And, like, I felt like the fire just kept getting turned up and turned up. Okay, Jen Burns is on the show. Okay, I was away for a Saturday. You and the kids went to a pet store for I don't even know what reason. That's not the story. That's not. We walked by the pet store. Oh, sure. Okay, by the pet store. What is even near the pet store? Mighty fine. Oh, okay. Our favorite burger joint. All right, fine. Um, we just walked by and the girls wanted to see the puppies and there were, there were these puppies and we kind of, the girls fell in love with one. Yes. They fell in love with one. And then, you know, so I just grabbed it and brought it home and it was here when Danielle got home. (laughs) No. Oh my gosh. My skin's crawling. Isn't that how you do it? I guess that might be how some people do it, but that is not how we do it. But all of a sudden, the fire was turned up to like a million degrees. Because it's so interesting you're talking about it like in terms of fire, that it felt like that to you, that that had that level of intensity. Oh, yeah, because, you know, it's a sheltered dog. You know, the Texas Humane Heroes is the, the local place that, you know, they rescue these dogs. And, you know, it was, he's a puppy, So Mm -hmm. he's a cute little black lab puppy. So, you know, they're not going to last very long. So Justin's calling all around to make sure they still have this puppy and, you know. I'm just lining things up. And and, and all of a sudden, let's have a conversation about it. This needs to happen like in the next couple of days or this dog's going to be gone. Or they're going to. And yet there's always another dog. Ship them off to the glue factory or something. (laughs) I don't know. Wait, that's horses, I think. That's terrible. Don't say things like that. Well, I know, but I I felt that intensity of like, this is a. a, uh, We got to do it now. Well, it's interesting because I was coming at it with just like, well, here's an opportunity. Like, we've been Mm -hmm. talking about this. Let's let's put it on the table and, and, you know, see see where we are. There's a specific dog now. It kind of, you know, the specificity makes it a little more real. Um, I'm sorry if you felt like, like, do you, did you feel like I was turning up the heat, like putting a lot of pressure on you? 
No, I just felt like there was a urgency just around like, okay, like this is a conversation we need to have now. So we yeah. we actually scheduled it. Like you you brought it up. I think you saw the dog on Saturday. And then you said, okay, Monday, could we have a conversation yeah. about the dog? And I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I, anytime the word dog comes out of your mouth, I just hope to, you forget about it and just move on. And it just became becoming more and more and more frequent. And then you're, like, scheduling this conversation. And, you know, I'm not going to – of course, we're going to have the conversation about it. Mm-hmm. So – to those of you listening, I know this sounds odd to schedule a conflict conversation. And I knew it But could you schedule get every kind of meeting at work. And every meeting should have at work should have conflict. Otherwise, it's not a necessary meeting. Yeah. And, and you know, you, I just I want to riff on this for a second. Like in the work that I do with corporate, the the kinds of coaching that I do with teams and, and leaders, this is one of the most important things is meetings. If a meeting is purely exists for one person to to share information with other people, that's an email. <laughs> that's not a meeting. A meeting is is for the purpose of coming together, taking an issue, putting it on the table, getting everybody's perspective and input, and yeah. making a decision about how we're going to move forward. I'll, well, so, this is really healthy. It conflict. makes sense. It makes sense at work, so it absolutely should make sense at home. Well, I think a lot of uh, married couples that we work with, conflict can be one of those situations where people are like, we just need better conflict. Like we either avoid things or we get ugly with each other. Um, And the thing is, the problem is that's confrontation, really. Ding, 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 ding. More than a conflict. Conflict can uh, you can come out the other end even stronger. And that's Mm. that was our goal in this. So, so first of all, we scheduled it, and then next, we e- each individually prepared for this conversation. Mm-hmm. Like you actually had, like I think you I wrote did a little bit of research. You wrote like a thesis, no. like a uh, twenty-page thesis. I go- on did a Google it. search and <laughs> and read a couple articles and brought some of that information and just said, "Here's what I'm thinking," and here's. Here's what I here's what I want, and here's you know the girls have been talking about this, the kids have been talking about this for a while. Um, here's what it would look like: the role, the responsibilities, the roles, the costs, all of that, and and here are the 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 benefits of it. Because there think- there are a whole host of, and I'll I'll talk about them later as we go through the example. But there's a whole host of of benefits to having a family pet. Well, we can go into that now, but I think the thing that got me was just the um you had you had brought up some scientific research that they do like on emotional wellness mm-hmm. of people that have pets. And one of our big goals that we have in our family, this is just a high value that we have is to have um emotional intelligence and emotional wellness. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I don't know that I ever told you this, but I think that was the linchpin yeah. thing for me was, you know, for the girls I know. So let, let's I know depression is like yeah. a thing that you deal with and I don't want the girls to have to deal with that. So mm-hmm. I feel like it was almost like a booster shot type of situation. Yeah. Like yeah. if I could do something to help 
curtail that or not mm-hmm. have that be an issue in our family, then I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Well, let, let's get into that because what we wanted to do today is give you an example. Like the, the, this episode isn't about us getting a dog. We got a dog. Yay. Let's move on. The, 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 the content, what we were trying to share with you is this idea of the difference between conflict and confrontation. Mm-hmm. And when most couples come to us and they say, we have, we don't know how to do conflict well. We need to communicate better. We want to be more committed. Like these are the, we need more trust. These are the things, the common things that people talk about, the problems sure. in their marriage. Um, it's actually a whole lot more. So there's, there's a whole lot more, and we go through that in our, in our eight-week program and everything. But when it comes to this idea of fighting, of how we fight, and there's even, there was a book years ago that we loved that was called Fight Fair, mm-hmm. How to Win at Conflict Without Losing at Love. Right. Great book. Lo- love the authors. You know, we, I taught a class based on that book yeah. years and years ago. Yeah. Um, but, the, but the premise is off. We aren't fighting about these things. That's confrontation. Confrontation is Mike you Tyson versus, versus George Foreman, yeah, two of the greatest boxers me. in the his, in history, beating the crap out of each other. That doesn't accomplish anything when it comes to building a business or a marriage or a family. So confrontation it happens when somebody gets triggered, somebody gets mad, mm-hmm. emotional, their emotional state gets altered to a, to a negative place, and they start trying to solve it right then and there. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had just gone, okay, there's a puppy, grab it, let's go. Oh, Lord. Mom will have to deal with it. <laughs> but that's the kind of stuff that happens. That's what couples do, whether it's a puppy or a car or, you know, a special at the grocery store or whatever it is, we just go, what? It's just, it's good. Let's, let's, what? I don't know why you'd have a different opinion about it. Because you didn't take time to have a conflict conversation. So conflict and confrontation are two different things. Right. Confrontation will never lead you to healthy resolution. Yeah, the alignment that we want to go for. We want to go, we want to get on the same page. Confrontation is not the way to get there. So here's the deal. Today, we're going to show you how to take any issue. We're going to use the dog as an example. Right. But we're going to show you how to take any issue that you and your spouse are facing and have a powerful, loving, kind, respectful, conflict conversation about it so that the two of you can get on the same page, create alignment, and find a resolution together. Right? Sometimes it takes minutes. Sometimes it takes years. But it's always worth doing it, doing it well and doing it right. All right? Sounds good. Okay, cool. So, our story began yeah. oh my gosh. with me as a kid. Like, Aww. we had dogs growing up. Little Buster Justin. and then Tripper. What about the cat who you let the uh, garage door slam on its I head? I didn't do anything with the cat like that. That was a freak accident that my mom pressed the button and the cat misjudged the space and the cat got caught in the garage door. And it was never right after that, didn't oh, it? Oh, like, the cat was fine. Didn't it like, like walk sideways? But it was before the sensors, before the little sensors um, that would like make the garage door go back up. Anyway, so growing up, we had dogs, Buster and then Tripper, yeah. constant companions, you know, 
sitting on the sofa watching a show or going out for a walk or whatever. It was it was playing fetch. Like I remember, you know, taking a tennis ball and hit in. We had this. My parents, when they moved from the big house, had a condo on a big, huge ravine, wide open, like the size of three football fields. Yeah. And we would hit the ball, the tennis ball with the tennis racket way out in there. And the dog would run down, (laughs) you know, 200 yards out and 200 yards back and then do it again all day long. It was just hilarious and fun and and just good for the soul. Mm. And so this is something that's come, you know, been a part of my story my whole life. And then in uh, May of 2000, excuse me, May of 2011, I went to the Braveheart Intensive for the Mm -hmm. first time. And I think you hit a key point there is like it was good for your soul. Yeah. Like I never thought of, you know, this issue with having a pet as being a soul issue at all. Everything's about your soul. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Your physical health, your emotional health. I don't it's know. It's all got to be good. It's for just your soul. like getting a super needy couch or something. Like it, it, it to me, it wow. wasn't. Like... Let's pull that as a quote for promotion. <laughs> a dog is like a super needy couch. Um, <clears throat> no, I don't know why you think people would think that you're a monster. When but I'm just share. I'm this. being brutally honest I know, with I my know. perspective. Yeah. And and okay, so pause. Time out. Here's the aside. We begin the conversation by just sharing the perspective. As a kid growing up, I had a dog. I want a dog. This and is I'm why a it's monster. Important. <laughs> she sees a dog as another obligation. And, and yeah. you listen to each other while you share your perspective. It's not about arguing, defending, correcting. Just knowing it's where just, the other person's just, coming. Let's figure out where, yeah. what the lay of the land is. How important is this to Justin? How important is it to Danielle? How strong are the opinions? Where do we sit? How far apart are we? Um, it has to begin there. Uh, so in, I started to say in Braveheart Intensive, um, actually the, this notion of a dog, uh, the Wild River Dog, which is you know the, my coaching practice and, and uh, uh, in a way my identity. Mm-hmm. The um, Wild River Dog. Came out of that experience with God. And... In that same experience, the the desire, the longing to have a dog again was set. And that was 10 years ago. I right. mean, almost 10 years ago. Nine, right? No, 10. Yeah. Um, so it, it's been something that's been just sitting there in the background for a long time. We had two kids. Life mm-hmm. was busy. You know, we moved around a lot. We had some trial and challenge in our life. And now life is settling in. Yeah. And it feels like the right time to really, to bring this up and to to really have a healthy conversation around it. The girls have started, you know, oh, puppies. And we've we've puppy sat um, or dog friends. sat for, the, for friends once. And, you know, it, it, it's been a good thing. Right. And so... Um, we, we laid it out like that. And then Danielle shared her perspective. Yeah. And my perspective was, uh, pets were in the way they were an obligation. They were stinky. They were an unnecessary, uh, blight on your family. Blight. Good Lord. (laughs) People that, uh, had pets were inconsiderate they didn't train their pets mm. they 
um, left crap everywhere. Your house is going to stink, you know. So this, these are the types of... Should I be saying all this, Justin? You've said it. <laughs> and your concerns are perfectly valid. So yeah. this is the next part of the conversation. As I'm sharing, she's listening and picking out points to get curious about and yeah. to address. I'm listening as you're sharing and picking out, listening for what are the key things. The sense of obligation, uh, the costs, like the expense of time and energy and money. Um, the hygiene. The hygiene things. The training issues. Yeah. And so now we can talk about those things. Yeah. Right? Yes, of course. Like, and this is, this is where I'm going to say something that may get, may get us some hate mail. Mm-hmm. I think that there's, I'll say it this way. There's no such thing as a bad dog. There's bad owners. Mm-hmm. People who don't invest the energy and the time in training dogs well. Like, and I know there's somebody out there who is an amazing person, an amazing, you know, pet lover who had a demon spawn dog or cat at some point. <laughs> Cujo. So, you know, to the Cujo folks out there, take a breath. I'm not <laughs> trying to call you out. I'm not trying to shame you. Um, but for the most part, people who walk their dogs and let their dogs crap in in the neighborhood and don't pick it up. People whose dogs like run out the front door when you go to their house and jump on you and lick you and nip at your heels and all this, all that stuff. Those are training issues. Like, so let's be, if we're going to do it, let's be responsible Mm -hmm. dog owners. So see, we're addressing the concerns, the objections Mm -hmm. and, and seeing where we land with them. Yeah. We're having a, a, a an intelligent conversation about I this. I think the main deal here is we're just addressing the issue. <clears throat> we're not trying to attack each other yes. or win over the other person or something like that. I think the notion is really the, the real definition of debate. Mm. You have a perspective. I have a perspective. We're sharing our perspectives. We're finding common ground. We're trying to win each other over to understanding mm-hmm. and acceptance but not my way or your way. Yeah. Like now when you think about a debate, you think about all these, d- these debates they've been debates, doing yeah. where it's just, you know, the one guy says, you got to do it this way. And then the other person goes, no, we got to do it like this. And this is what I think. And this is where we should go. And they ask the questions and they give the same answers over and over again. And there's no real back and forth. Mm-hmm. And that's confrontation. That's not debate. That's not conflict. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so we did sit down. You had a lot of good points about, like I said, emotional wellness. Should I share some right now? Should I give some of those dog lovers who don't uh, have dogs yet some fodder? Why don't you give us like two? All right. Um, <laughs> so some of the things that really uh, landed for us uh-huh. as we talked through all this were really um, having a pet gets kids outside instead of sitting in front of the TV, mm-hmm. helps teach them responsibility. They're not going to do everything all the time, right? Like yeah. when the kids like, say, oh, let's get a puppy. We'll take care of it. We'll feed it. We'll water it. We'll pay for it. We'll do everything. They're not. No, they're not. But it does teach responsibility. It increases their verbal and emotional and social skills. It helps kids um, with emotional intelligence. Yeah. It helps everybody with emotional intelligence, but it also helps families be healthier. Statistically speaking, 
Families that have dogs or cats, pets, have fewer infections, fewer colds, coughs, and use less antibiotics. Well, I... help you build a stronger immune system. When you talked about the emotional wellness aspect of it, Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody in this family has such a drastically different emotional sphere (laughs) around them. Yeah. And just to have one, um, like, kind of leveler for all of us feels like a really good thing to me. It's so funny. Like, you approached this conversation. You had a lot of research that you had done. Now, you're going to say it wasn't a lot. Mm. But I feel like when we had the actual conversation, you had like 20 points and they were all written down to be in these clear, notes. I spent okay, wait, let about me... 20, I spent about 20 <laughs> minutes just getting my thoughts together about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I read a few articles and put, then, put it together. I feel like it took longer than 20 minutes for you mm. to say all the stuff. But anyways, you were very thoroughly prepared in my mm-hmm. mind. And in my mind, my preparation was, oh. I have like three main concerns and I didn't write them down or anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm the gut person. Like I always just go with my gut and you sometimes lean a little bit more toward the head. You can do the research kind of stuff. And so this is a really key, key thing. Mm -hmm. So when you're having a conflict conversation, remember who you're talking to. (laughs) Like we use these three centers of intelligence, the head, the heart, and the gut. Each person has one of them that is dominant. Mm-hmm. Speak to that when you're speaking to somebody. Just like the idea of love languages now, notice, in a relationship. Notice this: you, you, like I said, you probably had like 20 points that you were sharing. But the mm-hmm. thing that really hit me was the part about the emotional wellness yeah. thing, and that's a gut thing. Mm-hmm. For so all that other stuff that you said. Like yeah. it might have been just, I mean, I did listen to you. It's but, all fuel but it for the conversation. Yeah. White, it was kind of white noise to me until I hit that one key point yep. that I was like, oh, that really resonates. And that's with why me. it's important to, to bring all three of those perspectives, head, heart, and gut, to a conversation like this. Mm-hmm. You think, okay, I know, I know I'm going to speak to, try to speak to Danielle's gut here, to, to her intuition, yeah. to help her tune into that. Not to try to convince her, manipulate you or whatever. Right, right, right. But just to speak to that. But I'm also mm-hmm. going to bring the heart and the gut as well, or the heart and the head as well, mm-hmm. because it's all, it's all there. We want to we have a whole view of what we're doing. Because when you just always follow your gut or just always follow the numbers in your, your head or just right. always follow your heart, you're going to end up making some costly mistakes. Yeah, so when we looked at it from... All the different perspectives that we could think of, we like decided to align about it. We Mm -hmm. decided, okay, like we knew that the shelter had like a 30 day policy and they said like, which sounds, which, hey, if you're listening and you think it sounds horrible that we would consider taking a dog back, uh, having a 30 day window to (laughs) take a dog back. if it's a Cujo, we're taking it back. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So here's the deal. Like we've just walked you through the, a, a, you know, a kind of a version, a short version of the conversation we had. Yeah. You notice that nobody's calling names. Nobody's yelling. Nobody's, Storming we're not arguing. <laughs> we're not fighting each other. We're just talking, presenting our views and then asking questions back and forth. Yeah. Right. And, and understand this wasn't one conversation for us. 
this has been an ongoing conversation for a long time. And this was a point where we wanted to make a decision about this specific dog. Yeah. So we did actually choose to align and go with the 30-day trial period for this mm -hmm. dog, even though everybody thinks that probably sounds super weird. Um, but even if we had not come to a conclusion there... If we had come to the place where we go, we're not ready yet. Yeah. No, it's it's not going to work. If Danielle wasn't wasn't coming toward the the solution, then we'd go okay. Yeah. And we I'd go back. We'd go back to the kids and say, hey, listen, now's not the time. We're 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 not saying never, but we're saying, and it's we like this is so important, right? Because the girls were coming to me because they, they know I'm an Justin. advocate. They were on they Team were, Justin. They wanted it to be teams. And I'm like, no, mom and I will talk about this. We will make a choice and we will give you the answer. We will make this together. Mm -hmm. It's not us versus mom. It's not mom versus us. It's, it's mom and I. Like, we lead this family. So that's really important in anything in family kinds of conflict. But even if we hadn't come to a conclusion, um, it would have be it would have brought us closer just yeah. to know the other person's perspective and get really curious. The fears, the concerns, the doubts, the insecurities, the interests, the the passions. Yeah, it brings the alignment closer together, even if we weren't ready to pull the trigger one way or the other. That's why we we constantly on this show it's talk okay. about having conversations that matter. Right, this was a conversation that mattered. Yeah, big um, time. <laughs> whether. Whether we make a choice to get the dog or not, buy the car or not, move to a new neighborhood or not, whatever the issue is, having the conversation in a healthy, productive way is what makes it matter. Because every conversation you have is an opportunity to build intimacy and connection. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that is the ground floor. That is the foundation of everything we're about with Legendary Marriage. That is the, the foundation of everything for a healthy, strong, great, legendary marriage and a great family and, and, a, and a good life is building intimacy and connection. So, and listen, hey, we got to be really honest. We have not, we've not always done it perfectly. No. <laughs> I get triggered. Danielle gets triggered. We get into fights sometimes. Mm -hmm. We have arguments. We have heated fellowship. Yes. Um we've gone into just resenting and avoiding. We've gone in, gone into things, guns blazing. Um, but it doesn't work that well. <laughs> but it doesn't work. And after a while you go, hey, we keep having the same fights about the same kinds of things, the same ways over and over again. Do we want to keep doing that or do we want to find a better way? Yeah. So I hope you've, you've heard a better way here. You know, schedule it, set a time. In the moment right now when somebody is triggered is not a good time. Set a time. Make it 24 to 48 hours out. Yeah, okay. Because when very few work, things... We'll talk about it. Sure. You know, if we're talking about do we have the life-saving surgery in the next five minutes or somebody dies, make the choice, right? Sure. But most things are not life or death. They can wait 24 hours, 48 hours. They can wait a week. They can wait a month. Yeah. Um, if there is, if, if it's not this dog, it could be a different dog. And let's just, we can trust that God's got it all in the works or the universe or that it'll all work out for the best. Sure. Set a time. Prepare that, yourself. Yeah, get prepared. Think it through. Address the head, the heart, the gut. 
What, what are the costs? What are the opportunities? What are the passions? What are the concerns? And address them as you share. Ask questions. Get really curious in this. Look at it from all the different perspectives and then move toward making a decision or at least creating more alignment together. That's how you have a conversation that matters. That's how you have a healthy conflict conversation. That's how you dump the drama. Uh-huh. You, you, you end all the ugly fights and nobody's sleeping on the sofa and any of that. And I want to also add one more part of this, and that is just um, reflect on your decision too, because yeah. uh, like we are coming up on the 30 days with our dog mm-hmm. and we started having a reflection conversations about, okay, how is this going? Um, what can we do to make it better? Do we want to Cujo and run? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. So reflection on the decision is also an important part of it too, because you can get even more alignment for your next conversation. Yes. And it's important to keep checking in on these things. You make a decision at work, you make a, a, a choice, you, you go back and you evaluate it. And so I think that's important too, yeah. All right, that's it for today. And now the Talk About It segment of the show. Woo! Each week we challenge you to set a time with your spouse to have a conversation that matters. All right, here is your conversation starter question. We need to take a deep breath for this one. What conversation... Have you been putting on the back burner that needs attention? We're not saying solve it right now. We're saying have a conversation. Yeah. Figure out what what that conversation is and schedule it. Get it on the books. Yep. All right. That's it for today's show. We've started this conversation, but we hope you'll join the rest of the conversation over in our community on Facebook. So join us at legendarymarriage.com slash community. That's right. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you. Don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.